the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. When I look at that other person, all I see is the speck that's there, and it's driving me crazy. And at the same time, I don't see this two-by-four that's jammed in my own eye. Isn't it interesting how we can get so fixed on someone else's sin and at the same time be so completely blind to our own sin? And sometimes it's the same sin. We're doing the exact same thing. and We don't even see it. Have you ever met a fellow believer and noticed a clear sin in their life? Sometimes we can get really judgmental and start thinking or even talking about them in a negative way. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about how we should judge people. The Bible says that we are to evaluate ourselves and our sin before we come at other people. The main motivation for pointing out a sin in someone's life should never be to shame them. Rather, we should be calling each other up to a higher standard. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 7 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew chapter 7, we're going to look at the first six verses. Some of you might be thinking, if we're just doing six verses, we're not going to get through Matthew this year. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we'll get there. Verse 1, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? But do not consider the plank in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, hey, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. And we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. And we ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have been looking at the Sermon on the Mount in chapters 5, 6, and 7. Jesus delivered this sermon on a hillside overlooking the Sea of Galilee. The Sermon on the Mount is the longest sermon of Jesus recorded in the Bible. It's the first of five discourses of Jesus recorded in the Gospel of Matthew. And the theme of the Sermon on the Mount is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. In this sermon, Jesus tells us the standards 
of the kingdom of heaven and what is required to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and how we should live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. In verse 1 again, he says, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So here he gives us another principle for the kingdom, another principle of the kingdom. As citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we should judge not. Now, this is a favorite verse of non-believers and people that are living in ungodliness. They like to quote this verse. Hey, don't judge me, man. Doesn't the Bible say you shouldn't judge others? Right? And they may not know any other verse in the Bible, but they know that verse, right? Don't judge others. It's important for us to understand what Jesus is saying here in context. Uh, Jesus is talking about being critical or condemning of others. The idea is don't be judgmental of others. Jesus is not saying, he is not saying we should never use judgment. Or we should never use discernment. Or we should never evaluate a person and their lifestyle. In fact, in John chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus said, We should not judge based on appearances, but judge with righteous judgment. So Jesus there tells us that we should judge with righteous judgment. There is righteous judgment of others. Uh, Later on here in chapter 7, look down at verse 6 again. In verse 6, he says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, or cast your pearls before swine. That requires judgment. I have to judge a person to determine if they're a dog or a pig or not. Look down at verse 15. He says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. Jesus warns us to beware of false prophets. Again, that requires judgment. That requires discernment. That requires evaluating. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul says, test everything, hold fast to what is true. Again, that requires judgment. Hold fast to what is true. I have to judge to determine if something is true, according to Scripture. Or if it disagrees with Scripture, and therefore it's false. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul addressed a person in the church in Corinth who was actively practicing sexual immorality and the church in Corinth allowed this person just to continue to go to the church and attend the church, knowing what he was doing and listen to what Paul says. This is what he says in first Corinthians five, even though I am not with you in person, I am with you in spirit. And as though I were there, I have already passed judgment on this man. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And then he says, you must call a meeting of the church. I will be present with you in spirit. And so will the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed. And he himself will be saved on the day the Lord returns. Paul says, I'm not present there with you, but I've already passed judgment on this man. I've never met the guy, but hearing his story. And what he's doing, I'm passing judgment on him for his sin. Put him out of the church. 
Paul says. So Jesus is not saying here in chapter 7, verse 1, that we're never allowed to judge others. And we're not allowed to judge others' lifestyle. What he's talking about here is our attitude toward others. He's, he's talking about, you know, passing judgment on others as if we're in the position of God. Passing judgment, being critical, condescending, condemning of others, having a critical attitude, speaking evil of others, seeing ourselves as better or more righteous than others, or more virtuous than others. Now, I I don't need to tell you, but you know that criticism and condemnation of others has become common in our culture today. The criticism and condemnation of people with uh, different opinions or a different point of view we live in a very judgmental culture. We, we live in a cancel culture. You didn't, you didn't know that term five years ago. We live in a cancel culture. And sadly, this has even been brought into churches in the last few years. But here what Jesus is saying is, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we should not be like the the culture. We shouldn't pass judgment on others or be critical or condemning of others that we don't agree with or speak evil of others as if we're in the position of God. We're not omniscient, right? We don't know everything like God does. You know, even Jesus Jesus wept over Jerusalem, even though the Jewish people rejected him as their Messiah and the city of Jerusalem would be destroyed for rejecting Jesus Christ. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. He didn't speak words of condemnation over Jerusalem, even though it was going to be condemned in judgment. He wept. He he didn't gloat over Jerusalem with like this self-satisfied judgment. He he didn't say they're going to get what they deserve. They've got it coming to them. He wept because of the judgment that would come upon that city. He was sorrowful. The Bible says the judgment belongs to the Lord, not to us. We're all sinners saved by grace. So we should not see ourselves as better than or others as inferior to. We should not be condescending when we speak of others. Again, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We can judge others. We can use discernment. We can evaluate a person and their lifestyle according to Scripture. That's our standard, the Word of God. We can tell people what the word of God says about them and about the way they're they're living. We can apply the truth of scripture and we should apply the truth of scripture and we should deliver the truth to people, but we shouldn't be judgmental when when we do it or have a a self-righteous attitude 
or a virtuous attitude. I'm more virtuous than you are. Remember the religious leaders who some of them are in this audience listening to this sermon that Jesus delivered on that hillside. Some of the religious leaders, they looked down upon others. They believed they were better than others. They were judgmental. They were self-righteous. For example, the Gospels tell us they despised Jesus because he ate with sinners and tax collectors. He eats with tax collectors and filthy sinners. And those self-righteous religious leaders would never eat a meal with a tax collector or a filthy sinner. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. So now verse 2 says, the attitude that we have in judging others will be the standard by which we are judged. That's what verse 2 is saying. The attitude that we have in judging others will be the standard by which we are judged. Now that, listen, that should cause us to be less critical of others. Less condescending. Look at verse 3. Now watch verse 3. Jesus says, again, he's giving this sermon on the hillside. There's thousands of people gathered there listening to this sermon. And he says, now why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Now, give me your attention just for a moment. This is Jesus using humor in a sermon. Isn't that great? I think that's cool. You know, sometimes Jesus is portrayed in movies as just this, you know, kind of stoic bland, whatever, you know, no personality kind of thing, like a robot, you know, but he, he uses humor in a, in a sermon here, this, this funny illustration that he gives. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, hey, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. You hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye. Then you will see clearly, that's important, to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now look back in verse 3. In verse 3, Jesus says, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? And if you're a note taker, the word look there, it means to gaze upon. Or to be fixed upon. I'm, I'm fixed on the speck. In my brother's eye. That's all that I see when I look at him. I just see that speck. That's all that I think about when I think about him. That's all that I talk about when I talk about him. That's all that I'm focused on. You mention that guy's name. Let me tell you about the speck in his eye. 
Man, I saw, I was just talking to him, you know, and you would not believe the speck. That it's that, that I'm just, I'm fixed upon the speck. But then you look at the verse again, the word consider there in verse three, you do not consider the plank in your own eye. The word consider means to perceive, to perceive. In other words, I don't see the two by four in my own eye. I don't see it. When I look at that other person, all I see is the speck that's there and it's driving me crazy. And at the same time, I don't see this two by four that's jammed in my own eye. Isn't it interesting how we can get so fixed on someone else's sin and at the same time be so completely blind to our own sin? And sometimes it's the same sin. We're doing the exact same thing. And we don't even see it. Now, others see it. It's obvious to everyone else around because it's a two by four. But somehow I don't see it. I don't see it in myself. And you, you, you have experienced that. Where you've been around someone and you see their sin they speak in a certain way and you kind of cringe. They say something and you, you see it, but they don't see it. And yet at the same time, we see that little speck of dirt in that other person's life. And in fact, that's all that we see when we look at that person, just that little speck of dirt. And we think that little speck of dirt in that other person's eye, that's the problem. And if we just deal with that speck of dirt, And we get rid of that speck of dirt. If we fix her, I fix him. Well, then everything will be good. Everything will go back to normal. then, then, Then we'll be happy. We can be so critical and judgmental of that little speck of dirt that that other person has. And all the while, we don't see the plank in our own eye. We don't see our own problems. We don't see our own shortcomings. We don't see our own sin that is contributing to the breakdown in the relationship. And look what he says in verse 5. Again, hypocrites. First, remove the plank from your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, Jesus does not say here, well, because you have a plank in your own eye, or because you have sin in your own life that you need to deal with, well, then you can't say anything to the other person about their sin. You just need to keep your your, your mouth shut. There's nothing at all you can do because they've got their sin. You've got your sin. There's nothing at all to do. No, he says, first of all, first, you remove your plank so that you may see clearly, then you can remove the speck from your brother's eye. And this is so important what he's saying here especially when it comes to relationships. Jesus says, first, deal with your sin. Deal with your sin. Then you can help the other person with their sin. Now, so often we have the attitude of, well, no, I just need to deal with their sin. We don't need to bring up the plank in my eye. We don't need to talk about the plank in my eye. The plank in my eye has nothing to do with what's going on here. Don't even mention it. Let's talk about the speck in their eye. That's what we need to focus on. That's what we need to talk about. That's where the real problem is. It's with the speck. Not the plank in my eye, but the speck in their eye. 
You really see this in family relationships and in marriages. Often when you sit down with someone to talk about an issue in their marriage relationship, you know what they'll do? They'll talk all about the other person and what the other person is doing wrong. And if you try to redirect them and you say, okay, I understand, but your spouse isn't here right now. Let's let's talk about what, what you're doing to contribute to the breakdown in the relationship. You know what people will do? They'll talk about what they're doing for about one or two sentences, and then they go right back to what their spouse is doing. They just circle right back, and they start telling you about the speck in their spouse's eye. Again, they're fixed on it. They're fixed on it. And here Jesus says, first, you got to remove the plank from your own eye. you got to deal with your own sin first. Then you can help the other. So how do you do that? How do you deal with your your own sin first? How do you remove the, the plank from your own eye? Well, first of all, you have to ask God to show you the plank that is in your eye, that you're the sin that you're blind to. And so you, you pray. Psalm 139, verses 23 and, and 24 say, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of of everlasting. You begin by asking God to search you, to search your heart and to show you your wicked ways. You ask God to show me the sin that I'm blind to. Lord, I know I've got a plank here. Show me what it is. You know, Job prayed, make me to know my transgressions and my sins. Lord, show me. Lord, what am I doing? How am I contributing to this? Show me what I'm blind to. Show me the sins that I don't see in my own life. And then once the Lord shows you your sins and your transgressions, then you repent of your sins and you confess them to the Lord. Now to repent of your sins means to turn from them. You stop doing them. You stop the behavior. And you confess your sin, asking the Lord to forgive you and cleanse you. And Jesus will cleanse you of all of your sin. First John chapter one, verse nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Repentance and confession invites God in his mercy to remove the plank from my own eye. So that I can see clearly, it says, to help remove the speck from my brother's eye. Now that I've allowed the Lord to deal with my sin, now I can help the other person with their sin. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is why it's important. Here's the thing. Because I started with dealing with my own sin. Because I started with dealing with the plank that's in my own eye. When I help the other person, I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm not going to be critical or condescending or condemning or arrogant. I'll help them with humility. You know why? Because I realize now that I'm no better than them. In fact, I may even realize that I'm worse than they are. They just have a speck. I had had a whole plank in my eye, and I didn't even know it. He 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join him because of the truth of his word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.